you in the name of all that is good, all that is sacred, and in the warm and loving energy of this community, Spiritual Life Center. If you're joining us for the first time, we especially want to welcome you because we know that you are not here by accident. You're here by divine appointment. Thank you for joining us on your unique path today, and we hope you enjoy this special message from this past Sunday's service. Just in this <clears throat> last couple minutes, the meditation transported me. And it transported, transported me back to the desert. And that's what I'm going to speak about today. So there was a moment in the desert when I stood before Sacred Mountain. And I knew that in the next moment, I was going to be asked to sing my song. And in that moment, as I'm feeling even right now, I felt my heart start to beat louder. I felt the energy start to move in my body. And these voices started to speak, and they said, everybody's going to see you. <laughs> They're going to hear you. What are they going to think? Will you be enough? Will you be accepted? What will happen when you finish and you turn and you see them? So when it came to that moment and I was asked to sing my song, I took a deep breath, and I let it out. And I felt the rise of the power inside of my body that I was mistaking for fear in the moments right before that, that it was the power that was rising inside of me. And when I was finished, I broke down and cried. And I knew that was a turning point for me in my life. I didn't need to know what that meant. I just knew that something had changed inside of me. And there's something about the desert that I learned, that the light of the desert will heat you up to your own brilliance where no shadow can hide. To stand in the absoluteness of the power of I am is sovereignty and it is connection simultaneously. I have often, and I'm sure you have too, asked yourself the question, who am I? And I believe that's a, a question that is an ongoing quest in our lives while we're here on this earth. Early fall of last year, I heard a voice. I heard a tapping. I heard a tap that kept saying to me, what box are you in? 
What shadow are you not seeing? What place inside you do you venture to go? And this was something that kept reoccurring for me. And because of that, I knew that there was something there for me. I was at a place in my life where everything felt very calm. Everything felt like it was going as it needed to be. I felt fulfilled. Life was good. But I kept hearing this voice that kept asking the question of myself. Where do you need to venture? So what came from that was that I decided that I needed to have a medicine rattle. Totally random, out of the blue. I needed a medicine rattle. Okay, where are you going to find one? So I went on Amazon and I looked and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> That's not how you come about a medicine rattle. <laughs> and then I remembered a man that I had met nearly 20 years ago. And this man is, an, is a Yaqui Indian. And so I decided to go on his website. And on his website, I found the medicine rattle that I wanted. But something said, don't order that. You need to call. Something said you need to call. So I called him. And we had a, he answered the phone. I was totally surprised. We had a conversation. And I said, hey, I'm interested in this medicine rattle you have online. And he was what medicine rattle are you talking about? Wait a minute, I have to see if I still have that rattle. And I thought, good thing I didn't order. But the funny part of this conversation was that I had remembered that he did desert intensives. And during that call, I decided that I needed to go to the desert. And I said to him, you know, I think I need to do one of your desert intensives. And he says, good, because you would make a medicine rattle when you come. Because you don't need to buy one. You're going to make one. And I said, I think I want to come for three days. And he says, I think you should come for five days. And I said, OK. And I usually don't answer that quickly. And I said, OK. And he says, well, why do you want to come? And the truth is, is I really didn't have a reason. I just knew it, it was spirit speaking through me, right? It's, where, it's what that was. And, but I said to him, and this is what came to me in that moment, because I need to connect deeper to Mother Earth and Father Sky. And he had added in, and your ancestors. So off I went to the desert to the Sonoran Desert. And I'm not a fan of the desert. I'm a mountain girl, but more so than anything, I'm a water girl. But going to the desert was something different. But I knew it was calling me. And he reminded me that Jesus and Buddha went to the desert. I read a book not too long ago, and it was a book by Matthew McConaughey. It's called Green Light. And one of the things that he speaks about in there is that every once in a while, he has to go on what he calls a walkabout. And this walkabout is where he needs to leave the reality in which he is living to go into a whole other realm, to where he is alone, to where he is needing and being able to see really what the reality of his world is. And I love that. I love that, that he put it in that way. He had to go on a walkabout. And we can call it many different things. We can call it a journey, a pilgrimage. 
but I think all of you know what I'm talking about here. There's, there's sometimes in our life when either we know we need it or even if we don't know we need it, it's time. It's time to go out because going out into another environment gives us a different perspective because we've been looking at our reality for so long. And this was a time for me, obviously for us during this isolation, and I had been in this office, I had been in my room in my house for so long, and I needed to see something different that I couldn't see where I was. So off I go to, to the Sonoran Desert, to Arizona City, and this man, Don Lorenzo, picks me up from the airport, and we're driving back to where we're headed to stay. And I said to him, you know, I'm afraid of rattlesnakes. And he says, oh, good. <laughs> and I have to say, that was one of my things the whole time in the desert. Am I going to run into a rattlesnake? And I did not. But I knew that that was a symbol there. That was a total metaphor for what one of my fears was. And, and looking at the snake and what it represents, the snake medicine of transformation, of seeing one's own shadow. And that's what I did there. I visited the four directions, and one of the directions that we were in in the desert was the west, which is the direction of the shadow. It's the direction of transformation. It is the direction of mystery. It is the direction where it all happens. So during my time there, I received so much good medicine, and I received so many stories. And the beauty of the indigenous culture is that it brings so much richness with ceremony and ritual, and something that I had been missing in my life in this deep-rooted way. For us to go back to our indigenous roots from where we came from, which ultimately we all come from the same place. We all come from the dirt. We all go back from the dirt. We're all connected to the universe and the skies and the celestial beings of the planet, right? We're all Mother Earth and Father Sky. And that's what I was needing to go back to, to that place inside me. So one of the stories that was shared with me was a story of the Nagual tradition and the way in which they see birth. Birth as when we are birthed into this world, and I'm going to share that with you. So when you were born and you came out and you take your first breath and you let out that scream, that cry, that is the sound of your arrival. That is your original sound. From that moment forward, we begin to hear the sounds of the world. And those sounds of the world begin to get louder than our original sound. And we lose that. And our journey, our path, is to bring back, to call back, to hear, to have the silence to hear our original sound. Because what happens is we become tethered to the world then. We, be we become tethered to the sounds 
of the world and we lose the sound of our own original voice, that cry, that cry that, that says we are here, that cry that speaks to our ancestors that says, I have arrived. When we are tethered to the sounds of the world, we are not in alignment, we are not in our true nature, we are not free. We are only free when we are in our true nature. And I believe that we have moments of that in our life. I know, I'm sure everybody here can speak to that, that we have had moments when we feel that place where we are in that, in that, in that energy, in that life force of feeling that we are in our true nature. And then the sounds of the world come in and they silence it and they silence and they quiet our power away. The interesting thing is we hear, we've all heard the, um, the saying of the peaceful warrior. It's a quiet energy. Power is quiet. It's not loud. And we're always searching for our power sometimes in such a loud way. But it's actually very quiet. We sing softly in our power. So your nature is to be free. Your nature is to find your original sound. And I knew... When I was on that mountain and I was facing that sacred mountain, that's what I was going to be singing. I was letting out my original sound. And one of the things that I did in the desert is we would stand in front of a mountain and we would, he would have me just scream and let it out. And one day we were see standing next to me and I had my hair up in a, in a bun on top and he says, take your hair down. And I took my hair down and I never, I never realized I really did not know how to let sound out of my voice, out of my throat. But it was powerful. I believe we are in a struggle right now to find our original sound, whether it's our sound personally or the sound of our collective, our collective humanity. The voices that we're hearing are not always real. Many of them are not real at all. And what's happened is that we cannot tell the difference between the mask that we wear, and I mean that, <laughs> no pun intended on that, but literally the mask that we wear versus the sounds that we hear. Because that's what those sounds do. They create a mask for us. And then we don't know what the truth of it is. We are breaking through old paradigms, agendas of fear and hate. This is all part of humanity's mass that's being peeled away. So imagine yourself right now and drop into what place inside of you that might be holding some voices that are keeping you from hearing your original sound. Whether it's someone telling you who you need to be, what you need to do, what you should do. I learned a lot of things when I was in the desert. I learned
learn that once I surrender my allegiance to a belief or a wound, that I am owned by it and that they would feed off each other. I learned that the world will teach me to quiet my power. I have learned that when I am aware, I understand. That at every moment that I am either creating or destroying, I learn that guilt lives in the past and fear lives in the future. I learned that what the world is, is the way I am. And a way to see through that is to be able to hear my own voice. I know that when I resist, I suffer. I also learned something that was really important and that in the course of me preparing to come here, this spoke to me so loud and clear. It brought tears to my eyes. And that is, this is a noble truth. The first way to approach fear is to say thank you. <laughs> That was powerful. And so, thank you. I'm not done, but I just wanted to say thank you. <laughs> I learned that when all, when all things change, that all things change when I change. You know, sometimes we need to hear things in ways that we haven't heard them before. And when we are receiving information, when we are in this place of needing to see different, be different, feel different, it needs to come sometimes in ways that we haven't experienced it before because that's what I was talking about earlier. It's like I knew that I was in some kind of a box because I knew all of my tricks. I knew all of my ways to do things so that I can feel aligned and center. And, and, and yet that became, I got to a point where that just wasn't enough. It just was no longer doing it for me. I needed something to kind of shock me in a way that I hadn't been before. And what I experienced while I was in the desert was really nothing that I hadn't gone through before, but it was done in such a different way that I was able to see it differently and feel it differently and view myself from that place of my own reflection and my own shadow. And when we're taken to these places and we have been humbled by them, because I was humbled by that experience, it's that humility that we need to bring compassion. And we know that compassion heals judgment. And this is something right now for us collectively that's struggling to emerge, is that compassion to move out of the, the, the division that we're in, to move into the wholeness, and knowing also that we are all part of the wheels on the cog of humanity here, that that is what we're all here doing. And the more collective 
and in wholeness we can hold that space and be in that space, healness, healing comes because it can't help from, come, from coming. It's just what happens. So everybody, everybody's way comes differently, as I said, and this was my way. And that, that original sound, I want to invite you to take that with you and just feel that, that that first cry that you let out was your arrival in this world. That is powerful. I have arrived. I am. It's nothing more than that. It's I am. And that's enough. One of the repeated lessons that I kept getting in the desert was when you define something, you limit it. When you define something, you tr you're trying to control it. You're trying to change it. That is what kept coming up repeatedly. And when I asked Don Lorenzo, why don't you call yourself a medicine teacher? Why don't you call yourself a shaman? Because when you define something, you limit it. You're trying to control it. You're trying to box it. And that's what we do because it makes us feel safe. It makes us feel identified. It makes us feel understood. But it's an illusion. So I invite you to ask yourself the question, what box am I in? What shadow do I need to see? What place inside you do you need to venture? And then allow those answers to emerge. Surrender to those answers. They will come. I learned something very powerful after being away from the desert. And this actually came to me as I was putting together what I was going to share with you today. And for so long, for my whole life, I mean, all of our lives, like, we're searching for ourselves. And we're searching to identify ourselves in some way that makes us acceptable, to make, to make it so that people understand who we are. And the conclusion that I come to is that I'm just me. And being me is enough. I invite each of you to, to take that on as well. Just be you, and that is enough. Aho. Thank you. We are grateful for the opportunity to share with you today and hope you've taken something from this Sunday's message. If you'd like to hear more from Spiritual Life Center, be sure to click subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening from. You can find out more about our community on our website at www.slcworld.org. We look forward to being a part of your continued spiritual journey. Wherever you are, God is, and all is well. Spiritual Life Center